Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go 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 ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that um, you know, that's pretty much where where it started though. Um, like I said, okay. we just um, you know, just Eagles all the way. Like you know, we just Eagles fans, man. That's that's what it is right now. It's football time. Yo, so tell me this. Um, have you been to the um, to the link? And if so, do they do, do they transport the, the the stadium jail from Veterans Stadium to 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 to, to Lincoln Financial Field? <laughs> That's funny. I don't know if they use the old school jail from the vet, but um, uh, right. They they probably have a new infrastructure there. You know, a crazy crazy thing though. Uh, you mentioned NPA in the um, the intro. Um, I actually was supposed to go to the Carolina Eagles game um, on a Monday night, but I had to fly back to Raleigh actually, and um, you know, for the intern. Oh wow! So I wasn't able I wasn't able to in, 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 you know enjoy that game when my brothers and my dad and you know all my family went. Um, it was a Monday night game, probably back about 2005. Steve Smith or right. I think. Um, Keyshawn Johnson dropped the ball in the end zone. So my brothers and my daddy told me it was real cold out there. So other than you know the the weather, you know I really didn't you know miss miss too well. I mean I missed a lot of the game, but the weather it was cold out there. So, um, but yeah, the, as far as the jail, I don't know if they well they they are still locking people up when they get you know they get a little inebriated. But you know it comes with the territory, man. I got you. So. I hey, I'll say this, and I'm saying this of love. No, no hate coming from for, uh, for me. Um, I I just it just marvels. I just marvel at Philly fans, you know, because I witness Philly fans. Uh, some people some people call them misdeeds. I call them peculiarities uh, over the past <laughs> few decades. Like I remember watching the film of uh, Philly fans. This is like in the late '60s. Yeah. When 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 Philly fans were booing Santa Claus, <laughs> it was pelting him with snowballs. I mean, who would pelt Santa Claus? With snowballs? Allegedly, they snowballed Santa. They allegedly, hey, there's no tape on that. They didn't boo him, but allegedly they snowballed. <laughs> oh my God, you guys cracked me up. I mean, seriously, on you guys really cracked me up. I, I will say this as an avid cowboy hater. I do remember that game. I, I, well, first of all, let's just go back a little bit. I remember Bounty Bowl one, Bounty Bowls one and two. Okay, during the height of the uh, Philly of uh, 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 Buddy Ryan. Yeah, Buddy Ryan started that shit exactly. Yeah. When 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 he when when he made Jimmy Johnson call him all types of names, <laughs> wouldn't shake his hand and. And, and and that and the and, and Michael Irvin. I mean, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But when Michael Irvin got hurt, and, and that's silly, as a matter of fact, that hard ass turf in Veterans Stadium, <laughs> right? And, and him lying on the field, right? And the fans are just cheering. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's you know what? I'm a big guy, right? I'm six. I go like, close to six four, two twenty. There's no way in hell I would wear an opposing team's colors, at least at the old vet. I mean, I don't, I don't think at the at the at the link either, to be honest with you. But definitely not the old vet because, again, I've heard stories. I mean, we could we could call them alleged, call it the the, the adjective alleged by those stories. 
But I think Oakland Raider fan looks at y'all and go, damn. <laughs> That's why I think of y'all. But it's all good. Again, it's all love. There's nothing but love coming coming from here. You guys are entertaining as hell. I know so many of you Eagles fans, y'all crack me up. My first cousin is a big Eagles fan. He's probably listening right now. So it's just, it's good, bro. It's all good. So um, as I like to start with these super fan podcasts, um, whichever team didn't win the Super Bowl, uh, I always ask the question, what went wrong? Even even if your team had a winning record, and you know, I figured that if you didn't win the chip, something had to go wrong along the way, right? So basically, I just start off this question with you: What, in your mind's eye, went wrong with the 2014 Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, a couple things went wrong. I mean, we started off real hot, nine and three, and right. uh, you know, and uh, you know, Nick Foles got hurt, which you know, uh, Sanchez, Mark Sanchez came in and did a great job too. He started turning the ball over a little bit once they got a little bit more tape on him, but. Uh, I, I really don't think it's the office the, the offense's fault. I mean, heck, I mean they're, we were um, uh, third in the uh, NFL, twenty nine points a game, almost thirty points a game. So I mean, you're, right. you're scoring points, but at the same time, the defense is giving up about twenty five points a game. So, and you know, ultimately they're ranked twenty second. So it's it's really on the defense at this point. Uh, you know, like the, the defense couldn't get stops when we needed to. It's kind of like, you know, you're playing a team, you know they're going to run the ball down your throat. you got to be able to right. stop them. You know it's coming. And when you can't stop it, even when you know it's coming, it's going to be a problem. So I think that's really what um, the Eagles faced last year, especially in Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just put a, put on a, a aerial just, you know. So right. it, 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 right. was, it was really a combination of the defense and the secondary. But um, like I said, you know, the, even the Cowboys game on, um, I think it was the last game in, um, in Philly, the, the, they yes. get off the ball yes. and it falls in the yes. middle. It, a lot of odd things just kind of happen. But even in that game, Bradley, I mean, Fletcher, he got beat three times on the same play. You know, the safety couldn't get over there. It, it, they they ran the same play inside the 30 like three straight times to dead run. Right. And at some point you got to double. <laughs> so I, right. I really think, right. you know, Bill Davis has got to shore up the defense in order for us to take that next step. So, I mean, we right. haven't had a really good, you know, defense since Jim Johnson passed away. You know, we had those runs with McNabb at quarterback going to NFC Championship game. The defense was solid. I mean, we weren't getting mm-hmm. that more than, no more than 17 points a game. So, okay. we kind of got to get back to that, you know, that mean and nastiness where, you know, where, where people coming across the middle of the field, you're just kind of taking their head off. Hey, you're not going to be able to get plays over 20 yards against us. So, <clears> if we can shred that up on the defense, I think we'll I think we'll be fine this year. But I think that's what we're wrong. The defense, we just couldn't stop anybody when we needed to stop somebody. Well, to your point, um, after that Thanksgiving Day game in Dallas, and y'all smacked Dallas. I mean, smacked them down. Made me proud as an avid Cowboys. I was hater. excited. <laughs> I, I was excited for you. I know you and my cousin and a few other cats were excited. The thing was is that, I mean, granted, that next week in Seattle, it's no shame in losing to Seattle at Seattle. There's no shame in that. Yeah. Well, 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 actually, it, was, it, it wasn't at Seattle. It was, it, was, it was at y'all's place. But still, Seattle represented y'all <laughs> in, in, in the Super Bowl. There's no shame in losing to, to Seattle. However, y'all play the Cowboys again. And you alluded to this earlier. But I watched that game. 
and I was thinking that you guys are going to wax them again, right? And the way the game unfolded, I mean, the way uh, Des Bryant used whoever was trying to cover him, that Charmin, okay? <laughs> he just wiped up the floor. He just wiped the field with who was trying to cover him. I mean, I forget his name, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's right, worth it. Yeah, right, Fletcher, that's, yeah. I mean, just, just, yeah, 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 poor Raleigh. But the, the, the fact of the matter was, was that that dropped y'all to 95. But things would have been fine if y'all would have beaten Washington that following week. Right? And yeah. I know this is a painful memory yeah. for you, but, <laughs> but y'all lost. And I was like, what? <laughs> you probably would have won the division if y'all were beating Washington, man. Because yeah, you know I I don't know what the tie how the tiebreakers were between you and Dallas, but the fact that y'all split and the fact that both of y'all would have carried eleven five records, I think that would have been good enough to win the division. I'm not too sure. I don't yeah, have the last year's correct. standards if, at if, my expose. Yeah, if we went out. We go and Dallas is at well Dallas is at home where I think Dallas bumps out somebody else. But we would have had to win out in order to kind of get into the playoffs. Okay, I got you. I got you. So that was that. So I was like, that was very disappointing into the season. I mean, like I said, like like you said, you got to start nine and three, rolling. I mean, rolling, rolling. And then, you know, unfortunately, those last four, of the last no three of the last four games, just just slipped away somehow. Um, we we talked about your production for last year. Um, you know, Mark Sanchez did a. Did a fine job filling in for Nick Foles. Um, LaShawn McCoy did his thing, albeit it was like 4.2 yards per carry, which which is above the league average, even though that's kind of slow for him. But he still did his thing. And Jerry Macklin, Jeremy Macklin had over 1,300 yards receiving. But both of those cats are gone. LaShawn's gone. Macklin's gone. Uh, I think Sproles is still there. You brought in DeMarco Murray from Dallas. Um, well, I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, will that be so much, all that production just gone through free agency, or it will be a trade, as in, in, in LaShawn McCoy's case? We all be able to rebound from those losses, from that huge chunk of your office of production for last year, it's just gone. I, I I think that's one of the actual uh, question marks. To be honest with you, Scott. I mean, yeah. I mean, we lost a lot of offense there. I mean, one of one of the things is you do replace Demarco, uh, you know, Murray with uh, Lash- uh, Lashawn McCoy. I, I, and and I I think Demarco Murray kind of fits the offense a little bit better because he's going to try to run through the hole. Shady, great. He makes he makes a great play and then he makes a bad play. And what Chip right. wants to do is he wants to always be positive. So if you get one two yards. Now it's second and you know second um, second and eight, or you know second and uh, third down and, and, and five. He wants to get it in manageable downs because he wants to spread the field and it's kind of like you know find spots in the hole of defense and it kind of keeps the chains moving. So right. with Lashawn, he did a lot of dancing around and I don't I don't think Chip Kelly kind of liked that. I wanted I think he wanted to kind of hit the hole, hit the hole you're supposed to hit, get your three yards, hey, and then you know as the game goes on we'll kind of wear them down and you'll get those big plays. Now, as far as Mackin, okay. you know, I was a little, I was a little upset about the Mackin thing, because like I said, I, I think that <laughs> yeah. Mackin's the number one receiver. 
And I think that you need to have that explosiveness on your offense or, you know, where, you know, they have to kind of shift the defense one way or the other. So, right. you know, with the, with the Sean Jackson being on the previous year, which upset me even more, you know, we don't we haven't had those explosive plays like we had in, in the past where, you know, they're just kind of running by people. Now, you know, Chip's kind of doing it with uh, the offense as far as trying to disguise what he's trying to do and hope we get blown coverage and people are running wide open. But when you play great teams, they're not going to miss their assignments. So I think that's where right. having the elite receivers comes into play. So we're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, Nathan, um, Nelson Aguilar, the guy from USC, he seems like he's going to be yes. pretty good. Um, right. You know, Matthews, um, you know, Jordan Matthews, I think he's going to be a stud. But at the same time, they want to kind of keep him in a slot because he's a little tall and we have a shorter, uh, you know, DB on him. You can kind of throw over top of him down the middle of the field. The same right. exact right. So I, 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 I like what he's doing, but at the same time, when you get in those games against Seattle or, you know, the Cardinals or even the Cowboys for that matter, you got to have that one guy, <clears> listen, I'm going to throw the ball up to you. I need you to go get it. So I don't hmm. think we have that right now. I think Jordan Matthews could be that, but, it's you know, it remains to be seen at this point. I got you. I got you. So which leads to my next question. <laughs> uh, Jordan Matthews, yeah, I feel you on Jordan Matthews. I think he's, I think he's, he's a future star. Uh, I think he's about to get Ernest Ernest get his paper. But and, and you as a Philly fan, I'm sure you have an opinion on this. You let Michonne McCoy go, you let Jeremy Macklin go, but you kept Riley Cooper. You kind of see where I'm going with this. But Riley Cooper, think, we, think, we don't we don't have to rehash what he said, what he did. We all know what he said. But but just those two brothers away, keeping Riley Cooper, assign him to an extension, albeit not an expensive an expensive extension, right? Doesn't count that much against the cap. But the fact of the matter is, is that's been a sticking point to a lot of Eagles fans. Let's put this way, a lot of, to just to, you know just to be fair and a little uncomfortable. A lot of black Eagles fans, a lot of black sports fans, period, that that do know what went down, who knew what went down, how it went down, and for Coach Chip Kelly to keep him around and jettison those two brothers, as well as the Sean Jackson, you know, jettison those three guys in particular. So as a Philly fan, as an Eagles fan, what is your take on that, and, and does it hurt, and why – does it, does it, in your mind, make Chip Kelly a little bit suspect? You know what? I, it, 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 it's funny that you say that because, you know, this is really what's been in the news, you know, the last uh, couple of weeks. And, you know, I mean, I'm all for giving people a second chance. I mean, Riley Cooper, sure. you know I mean? I, I understand what he said, and, you know, he may have had some jungle juice in him, and he may not admit <laughs> exactly what he said, you know. So, I mean, I, I get that. Well, the thing about Philly fans is, hey, is he producing? Can he produce? So, I mean, at that point, when you look at it that way, last year he had a kind of a drop-off. The year before, he kind of balled out. He played great. But then again, he had Deshaun Jackson and Macklin, which took a lot of pressure off of him. He's not a number two. Right. Heck, he may not even be a number three. <laughs> so, really what Chip Kelly likes about him is that he does the dirty work. He blocks. I mean, I mean, if you want to keep him for blocking, I mean – I mean, more power to you. But at the same time, I mean, you, you, I understand why he let Deshaun Jackson go, 
in 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 Lashawn McCoy. He doesn't. I'm I'm at me and my fiance actually watching you know Deshaun Jackson show on BET. He's out partying. Chip doesn't want guys out there just partying with a whole bunch of with an entourage. That's not what he wants. Sure. And and also with um, Lashawn McCoy, he just had a party where he posted on Twitter all girls party. He did a whole bunch of women. That's so right. Those things <laughs> kind of you know kind of that's what he's yeah, talking about. He doesn't want those distractions. He doesn't want the players actually doing those type of things. He wants to be eating football. But nowadays, like I said, you got a little bit of money. You don't want to be concerned with just football all the time. I get that. It's your job, and you're in the offseason, you want to have fun. I don't think he looks at it that way. I think he wants, listen, in order for us to win the Super Bowl, you know, all that other stuff has to go away. We got to focus on the field, focus on the you know, offseason and nutrition, you know, the sports science everything. So I think that's really what it is. So the whole thing with Raleigh Cooper if he doesn't produce this year, he's gone anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, last year he had a drop-off. The year before was okay. So the jury's out on him. Actually, I think they said as far as, many, as far as the snaps he took last year, he was a, rated the worst receiver from, you know, from the mm-hmm. past standpoint. So, I mean, he's going to have to do something this year. He can't just block his way on the team at this point. Right. He's right. going to have to make some plays in crucial positions. And if he doesn't do that, he's going to be gone. So, I mean, at that point, like I said, I, I'm willing to give him, uh, you know, the benefit of the doubt, but he's going to have to start producing. If he produces, we're going to love him. If he doesn't, we're going to dog him. That's just how the Philly fans are. So if he produces, yeah, we're good. It. If he doesn't, he's out, the, he's out the door. Well, you know what? To be fair, that's a very, very fair level-headed assessment that I hadn't heard many people say. Um, it's, you know, I'll say this about the act itself. I'm talking about Riley Cooper now. About his the act that 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 the, the act that he committed, that I understand that he he looked like he had a lot of a bit of jungle juice in him, probably a, more his fair share of his of jungle juice. <laughs> but I already that's a saying I learned a long time ago. A sober a drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts. So I'm I'm just I'm just putting it out there, okay, and how. When that happened, that's which why when that happened at the time, I personally thought that Raleigh Cooper was going to get cut, at least suspended for like maybe a few weeks. I mean, like, uh, but but I know Skip Bayless, like Skip Bayless, and some folks in the media wanted him cut, gone. Um, but to your point, he had a decent year that season, but he dropped, he fell off a bit last year. So it's fair to say that he's on the clock, and I think that if if he doesn't have a good season this this, uh, this year, and if Coop and if uh, sorry if Kelly keeps him around for this following season, then then to your point that the eyebrows start to raise towards Chip Kelly's way, and uh, there at that point, you know, I don't know if that's could be defensible or not. But speaking of Coach Kelly, he's made some power moves as far as inter- inside the organization. Now you know he got rid of like some cat named Howie Wiseman or or whatever who was who was a GM around the front office. So now Chip Kelly is yeah 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 Roseman. So he so now Kelly is the man. He's the H and I C as we call it, right? Minus the M part. But uh, <laughs> um, but the thing is that he's in charge. He ran the draft. He runs personnel. He says I would say all personnel decisions. So. Do you think that now this is, even though this is only his third year, 
is it fair to say that this is Chip Kelly's time to, excuse me, put up a shut up in order to justify those moves, or is it just the perception that he needs to do that, or is that the reality that that needs to be done for him to stick around? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. Like with, with Chip Kelly, with him, you know, all these personnel moves that he's making are on him now. Um, Roseman, high Roseman. I mean, he's basically, uh, you know, dead man walking as far as GM. He's just basically collecting the paycheck. He's crunching numbers at this point. So some of mm-hmm. some of his drafts that he had, as far as you know, Marcus Smith, and even some of the the other drafts um, prior to that, he kind of kind of missed on a lot of um, you know, a lot of a lot of talent. So. You know, obviously, you know, you could, we could have um, what's the safety from Seattle, Earl um, Thomas. Uh, yeah, Earl Thomas, and we drafted. Yeah. Um, I, I think we drafted a, a lineman or, or a decent tackle or something like that. But uh, even going back to that, but uh, to your point, I mean, this is his team now. I mean, he's he's basically traded away Nick Foles. That's Andy Reid's um, quarterback. He's um, got rid of LaShawn McCoy. He got rid of Macklin, or let Macklin go. I should say he didn't want to pay him. Um, Deshaun Jackson's gone. So, I mean, a lot of the Andy Reid guys are pretty much gone at this point. So, this is really Chip right. Kelly's team at this point. So, I mean, he has the people that he wants there, and he has his system put into place. And, I mean, at this point, he has to he has to win a playoff game this year. Not make the playoffs. Right. He has to win a playoff game this year. I'm not saying that he's going to be fired, mm-hmm. but he, he's on the hot seat next year. If he, if he doesn't win a, a playoff game this year, and and then, like I said, if he wins a playoff game, I think that buys him a little bit more time because, you know, obviously he's put a lot of things in play, and the cap is good. We have young players, and I I think, you know, with the draft, they kind of focus more on the defense. The offense is fine. I think he's gonna be fine with the offense. Yes, we're gonna put up twenty five to thirty points. So I think the offense, he has to get the defense turned around. You cannot give up twenty five points a game. You cannot be, you know, you're you're, you're you know, giving up, you know, over 380-something yards a game, and you're getting four, 400 yards. So, I mean, at that point, you know, you got better cornerbacks now. You know, you, you, you pick up Maxwell in, in free agency. Carroll's play, uh, playing good. And you, you draft a whole bunch. Five out of the six draft picks on the defensive side of the ball, actually three of those cornerbacks. So, I mean, you, you got a lot of talent. You got a lot of talent on the side. It's a little young. It's a little raw. But at the same time, you have to right. throw up the defense. If he shows up the defense, I think all the noise goes away about the players he got rid of because at that point he has his guys in there, they're they're winning, and at the same time he's ten and six both years. So I mean he's he's twenty and twelve. I mean he doesn't have a losing record. He's winning, but at the same time he's got to get that playoff win. He's got to get in the playoffs. He's got to win a division first. You got to beat the Cowboys. Got to win a division, and then you got to win. You got to get a home field um game. Win that game. And then you know you move on. So even last year, if if they beat Arizona in that twenty four to twenty game, and you beat the the Cowboys, yeah. you know you know one of the you know one of both both games, which is what we should have done. You're twelve. You go from ten and six to twelve and four, and you're hosting a playoff game. You get that bye. Right. So then you get you get a home right. game. You win the home game, and then you're in a championship game, probably playing Seattle in Seattle. I'll take my chances. You know. Right. I agree. I agree. The defense definitely let y'all down last year. And because um, y'all could – I mean, let's just put it this way. Chip Kelly knows what the hell he's doing, especially on the offensive end. It, 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 it showed when you have Mark Sanchez, of all cats, putting up those stats the way he did last season. 
and and relief of uh, of the injured Nick in place of the injured Nick Foles. I mean, he did well. I mean, he had his moments of his Sanchez like moments, but still, the young man did pretty well. So to your point, you know, it's defense. Defense is the name of the game in Philly now. Y'all, y'all need to show up that D because it would have won y'all at least a couple more games. Um, and so, which is what, uh, which is why I look into crystal ball. Um, I think you guys, it's not like you guys stink. You guys come off a back-to-back 10-win season, all right, albeit didn't make the playoffs last year, but still, 10-6 and six is 10-6. And, six. and, you know, like looking ahead to this season, I just look at the schedule. Let's just go to the schedule right, right quick. Uh, just, just a quick glance. You guys get the Falcons on the road. That should be a win. Um, get the Cowboys at home. That should be a win. You have the Jets, at the Redskins, host the Saints, host the Giants. The Giants, I think, is going to they're going to stink this year, but that's just me. You have the Panthers on a Sunday night game. I'm actually going to that Sunday Cal- night game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm actually going to that Sunday night game in Carolina. Oh, you are. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Right down the road in Charlotte. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, you have the Cowboys. Uh, you host the Dolphins. Hosting the Bucks. That should be definitely be a win. <laughs> yeah, at the Lions, at the Patriots. Patriots is going to be tough because Brady will be back and probably be pissed off <laughs> from that bullshit suspension, but that's yeah. another story. Um, yeah. You're hosting the Bills, you're hosting the Cardinals, and you're hosting the Redskins, you're at the Giants. I, 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 could, see, I could see another 10 win season. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what, you, uh, what you're thinking, but I'm thinking at least 10 or 6 for you guys. Now, will that translate to a a player spot, I mean, that remains to be seen. It depends on how, you know, the rest of the, AFC, the NFC shakes out. Um, but I think you guys have at least another 10-win season. And if Stan Bradford stays healthy, and I think he has a, he's, he has a talent to run a Chip Kelly office because he ran a similar office in Oklahoma, I think you guys – I think the sky's the limit offensively for you guys, especially if DeMarco Murray comes in with a chip on his shoulder and wanted to prove the cowboy, you know, the Cowboys organization run for letting them go. I think you guys have to have a, have a real coup, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Um, uh, I, I think I can see ten wins there. Um, that that Jets game, game three, though, whew, man, that defense is tough, man. I'm telling you, um, New Orleans game, you know, game on week five. Uh, Whew, that New England-Detroit, you know, at Detroit, at New England, back-to-back weeks. Whew, man. And I think Buffalo's going to be a lot. And obviously, you know, Shady's coming back to, you know, coming back to the link. You know he's going to try to show out. So, and he got Arizona. I mean, that's, I mean, they got a pretty tough schedule. I mean, this is my kind of first time with Shady in a while. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's in, even that Atlanta game. I mean, Atlanta has, um, you know, a new coach from Seattle. That defense is going to be improved. That offense is – I look at Atlanta kind of like the Eagles. Offense is really, really good, except they don't have the running game. But at the same time, that right. defense with that coordinator coming in there, I think he's going to bring you know that attitude. So that 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 Monday night game, that's a, that's a, that's, whew, man, it's starting it off that stuff. So Dude, I, like I said, the, the schedule, it's a the schedule looks. Huh? It's a Falcons though. This, look, you and I could put a thirty on those boys. That's how bad the Falcons is. But, <laughs> but but go ahead. Didn't mean to cut you off. But but go ahead. No, yeah, I, like I said, um, I, I want to kind of go back to about the about the defense. So I, I think one okay. of the things with the defense, 
Um, you know, when Andy Reid was there, we were traditionally a 4-3 team. So right. going from the 4-3 to the 3-4, it takes a couple of years because the personnel is different. You need more linebackers than, you know, kind of, you know, defensive linemen. And I think Andy Reid kind of drafted defensive linemen more than he did as far as linebackers. Our linebacking crew has kind of been suspect for a while, to be honest with you. But I think mm-hmm. the linebacker crew has been upgraded with, you know, Kiko and also you got D'Amico Ryan coming back. Uh, you also got um, right. uh, Kendricks. So, I mean, I think that – I think the defense is really going to be improved from the linebacking core. And like I said, with the secondary, I think they have the personnel to kind of fit what they want to do in the 3-4 scheme now. So I think it takes a couple years. So this is year three. So I think they're going to be a lot better. And like I said, I love Malcolm Jenkins. I don't know how the Saints let him get away. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins, he can guard the slot. He can play, you know, play free safety. I mean – He's so versatile, and he brings that. He could probably play linebacker in some in some nickel um, nickel packages. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Malcolm Jenkins, man, I, I think he's a really good pickup, and he adds Byron Maxwell. I think the back end is going to be a lot better, and I, I I really think if the defense can if the defense can hold people about twenty one points a game, I think that we'll get. I think we'll get to twelve and four, and we'll host a playoff. And at that point, like I said, you let you roll the dice, and you let them fall where they may, man. So I, I think I think at that point, like I said, the defense the defense has to pick it up. So if they don't pick it up, we got no problem. We're going to try to outscore everybody. And when you go against a similar offense and their defense is better, they're going to stop you at some point. So right, and you guys got Connor Baldwin on as left outside linebacker as well, who's a stud. So I, I think that um, I I think you guys are going to improve next year, but. As far as Andy Reid goes with his drafting of his pension for drafting defensive linemen, there's one biggest sin, and I'm a big Andy Reid fan, big fan of his, but that one egregious sin that he, that he committed was allowing an offensive line coach become a defensive coordinator in Juan Castillo. I think, that's, I think that really set y'all back a few seasons on defense, that is, when, when, when that move was made, and I think that Unfortunately, helped seal his way, helped sign a seal and deliver Reed's way out of Philly. But um, we won't talk about that because I'll probably bring back bad memories for you. Um, you so know, but the, hey, hey, I, I want to take it back and even further for you though, because okay. the, the year the year before, you know, um, the Panthers uh, coordinator uh, McDermott was there in that playoff game against Green Bay. We gave up 21 points to Green Bay. We lost 21-17. Akers misses two field goals. And then, they, they, mm. you know, we lose that game. He fires McDermott. He goes to Carolina. Carolina defense is dominant. That's that Jim Jones, I mean, that Jim Johnson scheme. I think Andy Reid overreacted on that game. Like, we, David Akers never missed um, field goals, chip shots. He missed those two right. field goals. It, it, it pretty much did McDermott in because – he held Green Bay to 21 points that year. They beat they beat Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl that year, and we held them to right. 21 points. And we really should have right. won that game because Vic, Vic, um, like I said, Vic came in and did a good job. Obviously, threw that little ball up to Riley Cooper. He didn't really go make a play on it, but I think that's really when the defense kind of declined because, like I said, McDermott's a great coach. I think they put all the blame on him for that game, and he went to Carolina. And Carolina's defense has been solid since he's been there. 
I mean, it's top top right. five defense. So I think yeah. that's where it kind of went went left there. Mm. So there you go. So. You know, so I'll tell you what, though, man. It seems like the Eagles, I think you guys are in for a big season. I think that any any win total that's less than 10 would be a huge disappointment. But to your point, I think as long as you all continue to improve on defense, and I think you will, I, I, I think you guys will be fine. Like I said, your your offense is great. Your, your I mean, especially, you know I mean, the one thing I want to see is 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 how Sam Bradford does in the system. I think that's the key for you guys. If Sam Bradford runs the system the same as he ran the similar system in Oklahoma and stays healthy at that, I think you guys will be fine. I think the way that Mark Sanchez filled in last year, I think you guys will be fine. But there's one more name, one more name of toss out there that's making this whole quarterback competition real intriguing. At least from a name standpoint, it's one Timothy Richard Tebow. <laughs> is he what, what? What role do you see him playing? As a, is he a short yardage quarterback? I mean, does Chip Kelly have another like few aces up his sleeves with with with, with Tebow on board? Like, how do you think he's going to be used? Goal line. That's one word. Goal line. I knew you. I knew you were going to bring this up. One one word. Goal line. He's going to come in the goal line package. I mean, he's going to he's going to run the the spread. He's going to run the spread. He's going to run it up in there. Or he's going to give it to Demarco Murray. You got to pick your poison. Demarco Murray is going to stiff on you, or Tebow's going to try to run you over. So I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to come in as far as playing quarterback. I mean, obviously he has accuracy issues, but which which they right. said he's gotten better. Um, I was I was reading on Philly dot com that um. You know, one of the uh, first practices, he was 11 for 14, and he looked pretty good. But uh, another day, you know, he threw a couple of interceptions. So, I mean, he's getting better. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, man, like I said, when you game plan for somebody and you know what their strengths, you know what they like to do, you're going to take away all the throws he likes to make. And you're going to make him throw the, to make the throws that he can't make. So, but, I mean, the, the one thing I will say about Tebow, though, he, he's a winner, man. You can't – some people just some people are just winners. Like, you, you can't teach it. Like confident. Some people are just confident. Some people just will never get confident. He's one of those people. Like, listen, when it gets down to the to the crunch time, and he he knows how to make plays. So I do like that about him. Maybe some of that will rub off on you know Bradford and you know um, um, Sanchez. But I mean, at the same time, you, you, having a guy like that in the locker room can only make things better. He's a positive person. When things are going wrong, he always needs someone like, hey. It's, we're going to be all right. We'll get a turnover here. We'll get it. We'll come back and score. You need those kind of people because some people just put their head down like, man, they're defeated. But he seems like one of those people that always believe that they're going to win. So that's always a positive thing. Cool. Hey, man, thanks a lot for joining me on this podcast, dude. This was fun. I know we've been talking about this for a long time, but I enjoyed it, and I'm sure we'll be talking throughout the season, man. Absolutely, man. I, I really appreciate you giving me uh, the, you know, opportunity to come up here, man. Um, like I said, I listen to a couple of your podcasts, so keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing great things, man. If anytime you want me to come on, man, I, I'm, I'm here for you, man. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good night, yo. All right. See you later, man. All right. Peace. That was my man, William Palmer, talking about his Eagles, wax poetic about them. i tell you what, to his point, though, 
Philly doesn't have a problem scoring points. It's about stopping the other team from scoring points. And I think that's going to be one of the keys this upcoming season, as well as uh, Sam Bradford's health and Chip Kelly's influence on the team. I, I found it interesting that uh, Will's uh, viewpoint on Chip Kelly, that was a fair, straightforward point viewpoint that he had on Chip Kelly and Raleigh Cooper. Very interesting. But at any rate, we're going to keep the party going tomorrow. This is the Van Podcast. Tomorrow I'll be pre- previewing on the New Orleans Saints podcast from my man Tyron Miller. So stay tuned for that. So in the meantime, thank you all for tuning in. This is Scott Burks with the Klein Hour signing off. Oh, six. Nice.